Hello and welcome to another podcast edition of Taiwan Talk, ICRT's weekly interview segment, bringing you conversations from and about Taiwan. I'm Keith Menconi. Uh, and of course, usually it is just a weekly interview segment, but uh, I've got another interview for you guys today. Uh, this is something that we broadcast during the 8 a.m. hour for the morning show on ICRT, hosted by Papa Paul, uh, for something that we call the Lifestyle Report. Do it every morning around about 8.20 a.m. Uh, and there was actually a, a little bit more interview than we could fit in that segment. So I thought I would share the full interview segment with you fine podcast listeners out there. Uh, and that's just what we're going to do right here. Uh, I'm just going to drop you straight into it. This is the morning show hosted by Papa Paul on October 7th. Here we go. Stories, the lighter side of life. It's ICRT's Lifestyle Report. Indeed it is. It's 826, 26 minutes after 8 o'clock here on this Friday morning. And, uh, of course, Keith, everybody's getting ready for the three-day weekend, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, there were a lot of people out there who said, what, three-day weekend, what? They forgot about 1010. Mm-hmm. Hmm. There's a lot of there's a lot of holidays to keep track of this yeah, month. I know they keep adding them, but now they may be taking them away. Who knows what's going to happen? So I like surprise holidays. You know, if you see it coming, then you don't appreciate it. You like you feel like it's owed to you. But if you get it at the last second, that's exciting. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Well, of course, it, well, except for me and the other DJs, we don't get any holidays. But anyway, what do we got in lifestyles today? Well, uh, of course, as you know, Taiwan is home to a number of religious groups. Yeah, it's a very diverse place, very inclusive place. Yeah. Uh, and if you remember, I recently uh, devoted a whole Taiwan talk to uh, some of the efforts local governments are making uh, to make life a little bit easier for Taiwan's practicing Muslims. Ah, okay. Well, Taiwan is also home to a vibrant Jewish community. Ah, uh, and we're actually right now smack dab in the midst uh, of a number of very important Jewish holidays. That's correct. That's right. So it is a very busy time yeah. for our, our practicing Jewish friends and neighbors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted to learn a little bit more about what it means to celebrate these holidays here mm-hmm. in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. So I recently spoke with Rabbi Shlomi Tabib mm-hmm. of the uh, Chabad Taipei Jewish Center mm-hmm. to learn just a little bit more about what's coming up this month uh, on the Jewish calendar. Cool. So uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to just play for you Turn a little bit loose. of that conversation. Turn the rabbi loose. Rabbi Shlomi, thanks for speaking to me. Uh, thank you for having me. So uh, just last weekend, uh, you had a fairly important holiday, Rosh Hashanah, that uh, is also known as the Jewish New Year. Uh, but then coming up, you also have another uh, really important holiday, Yom Kippur. So I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about both those holidays uh, and their significance. Oh, with great pleasure. So as you said correctly, Jewish New Year, uh, the Jewish year had begun uh, this past <clears throat> this past weekend on Sunday night. This is the 5,777th year from the creation of the world. Um, and 10 days later, after the Jewish New Year, there's the Day of Atonement, correctly pronounced Yom Kippur. Um, and the reason for the proximity of these two holidays is because the Jewish New Year is also considered the Day of Judgment in which all the creatures of the world, including mankind and everything else, is being judged by the Almighty for the next year of what will happen this year, who will live and who will not, who will be rich, who will be poor, and so on and so forth. And then, according to the Jewish tradition, there's ten days that are called the Days of Repentance, in which if somebody, heaven forbid, um, you know, did a really make a good job this year, um, and and maybe 
the next the coming year, the day of judgment wasn't so beneficial to them. So there's the day of repentance, the ten days of repentance, and in the day of atonement, which we will commemorate this Tuesday night, coming Tuesday night, uh, is our last chance <clears throat> to improve our ways and to be better and to secure ourselves a much better year than the year before. So this is a fairly busy season for the Jewish religious calendar. Indeed, that's the busiest month of the year. Uh, you haven't mentioned that five days, five days after the Day of Atonement is a whole new holiday, the holiday of Sukkot, in which we sit in huts outside uh, to commemorate the time when the Jewish people had left Egypt and they were wandering in the desert and God Almighty had brought clouds upon them. Uh, and this looks like a hut, so we sit outside. Uh, we eat outside uh, in those little uh, improvised, so to speak, huts. Uh, and some of us even sleep in those huts. So yeah, that's the Sukkot. And there's another holiday afterwards, which is the joy of the Torah, uh, which we commemorate by uh, by dancing with the Torah, which is the Jewish Bible. Every year we read one portion of the Bible, and once a year we complete it and we make a big celebration. So this is the most uh, busy, the busiest month of the year in the Jewish calendar, indeed. Hmm. So let's talk about uh, if one were to practice in Taiwan, uh, what, uh, where one might do that. Uh, now, you're affiliated, of course, with the Taipei Jewish Center, uh, and uh, you, know, you kind of focus on uh, helping practicing Jews uh, do just that, uh, is practice. Yes, that is correct. So uh, the people who come here on business, uh, uh, you know, expats, diplomats, students, um, and everybody else who lives here, uh, we either they contact us or we contact them, and you know we say you know even though it's a little difficult in Taiwan, but that's why we made our center. That's why we have all these prayer books. That's why we have everything that uh, you know that's around it. So you could come, you could join, you could make yourself at home, and just like you were to to pray in a synagogue in Moscow or New York or Jerusalem or London or Paris. Uh, you would pray in our Jewish center in Taipei. And uh, one of the uh, really important aspects of uh, the Jewish religious practice is uh, keeping kosher. Uh, and so there are some restrictions on uh, food, what you can eat, wh- how the food can be prepared. Um, is that uh, a challenge, uh, getting kosher food in Taiwan? Well, it is. Um, you know, I can't say it's not. It is a challenge uh, to get kosher food here. Um, the most challenging part is the meat. Um, well, some of us, of course, are vegetarian and vegan, but some are not. Uh, those who do consume meat, so the chicken, the beef, it has to be kosher. It has to come only from kosher animals, which is a very limited least. Uh, you know, in the poultry, is just pretty much just chicken. Um, and in the, um, in the beef, it will be just cow and lamb. Um, and um, in order to bring it to Taiwan, uh, as you might know, Taiwan has uh, a lot of regulations and rules, and uh, it's quite challenging. You know, we're trying our best to try and prove the system and the authorities that what we're bringing is clean and proper and everything is good. But so far, we haven't prevailed yet um, to really run, you know, a, a supply uh, that, that, that is steady, that is firm, unfortunately. Mm. 
Uh, now, many cities around Taiwan have said that they want to focus on uh, making halal food more accessible, that being uh, the type of food that is, uh, you know, sort of sanctioned under uh, Islamic rules. Uh, has that emphasis on uh, the Muslim community and uh, halal food uh, that some gov- local governments are making, has that translated into more awareness of the kind of challenges that you face when you try to get kosher food? Um in a way, in a way, it actually made things a little more difficult, and I'll explain why. You see, the difference between halal and kosher is very, very big. Um, you know, halal you have to you have to kill the animal with a knife, but you could give it an electric shock beforehand, where it's not allowed in kosher. Plus, uh, kosher has about 613 rules, and halal, as far as I know, has much less than that. Um, so when when a slaughterhouse or a manufacturer or a food producer is welcome to is is in, is interested in making their food accessible to halal, they already feel like they've done a little bit you know a little bit more than extra in order to serve to to cater to a different community. And when I come with my requirements, which are far by far greater and more complicated. Uh, they would be reluctant, saying, "You know, I've already done the extra mile in 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 helping the halal, the Muslim community. I'm not willing to go about, you know, doing everything that is required by the Jewish law." Um, that's one. And and second, number wise, uh, I mean, I'm not sure how many uh, Muslims are in Taiwan, uh, but having around a thousand Jews in a population of about 24 million is not really lucrative in regards to the business side of things. And so as far as importing goes, uh, the real challenge is just you identify a supplier overseas and you're having a hard time getting the government to sign off that that's, uh, you know, a, a safe source to import into Taiwan. Is that, is that the issue? Correct. That's, you know, that's one of the issues. Yeah, that's probably the main issue is to having the government endorse and agree to to a certain supplier that has culture certification. Um, you see, in this world, in this realm of... of of documentations and, and approvals and certifications. Um, I'm just learning uh, as we go. Uh, it seems like it's quite straightforward, but unfortunately every document has to be supported by three other documents, if you know what I mean. So it's not as simple as it sounds. Mm. All right. Well, you just hinted at this a second ago, but uh, let's talk about it a little bit more in depth. Could you tell me about uh, that Jewish community in Taiwan? Uh, how, how many people are involved? How many are up here in Taipei? Where, where, where are they all spread out? And uh, uh, where, is, is there anything distinctive about uh, the Jewish community in Taiwan as opposed to, uh, you know, other enclaves? Well, um, I'll try to answer your questions by order. Uh, there's about 1,000 Jewish people who reside in Taiwan. Um, the most of them are given naturally in in, uh, in Taipei. We have about six to seven hundred Jews in Taipei, and the rest are scattered around the island. There's a little community in Taichung. There's some people in Tainan, in Kaohsiung, in Xinqiu, in Taoyuan, uh, even in Pingtung, and I know a few Jews in Taidong. Uh, and one Jew I know of, Hualien. So uh, here there's somebody to represent that region as well. Um, well, I'm not sure it's that much distinctive, uh, specifically if you compare it to other places in Asia. Uh, most places, most people that are here, um, you know, are for business-oriented reasons. Uh, it could be expats, it could be entrepreneurs, it could be people with good ideas. 
Um, some of them are here because of the comfort of life and the fact that Taiwan is a, is a good place to live, a safe, quiet place to live. Um, and some of them are just studying here, either studying Chinese or other, other topics, other majors, uh, but just feel like Taiwan is a very uh, nice and cozy place to be in. And, uh, of course, uh, within Judaism, uh, there are a number of uh, different denominations, uh, but uh, the Taipei Jewish Center is, uh, caters to all affiliations? Indeed, we, uh, we do belong to the Orthodox Jewry, uh, which is the traditional Jewry. That's what, you know, we've been doing the same things for over 5,000 years. Um, but uh, nevertheless, all Jews are, are welcome to attend, and we do have uh, most of the people are not observant and as religious as Orthodox are. Uh, but nevertheless, you know, Jewish people are Jewish people, and uh, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. The level of observance or affiliation doesn't count. Uh, we all are one big family. And uh, as you said, it's a, it's a busy holiday time. Um, so if anybody wants to get in touch with you to learn more about your services and how they can uh, perhaps, you know, get more access to uh, kosher food and all that, uh, how do they get in touch with you? So we have a website, which is quite easy to remember. It's jewish.tw, and they're welcome to go into the website. We publish all our programs and events there, and there's also pictures from the recent events. Uh, there's information about kosher food. Um, and if somebody wants to stay nearby the center, um, you know, for the holiday, they want to be in a walking distance, you can see a list of hotels and everything. Uh, or they can email us at info at jewish.tw, and we'll be delighted to assist in any matter. Fantastic. Uh, well, Rabbi Shlomi, thanks so much for speaking with us today. Oh, thank you for hosting me, and I wish you and everybody else a wonderful, happy, sweet new year. And may this year be much better than the previous one in all fields. All right, and that was just a little bonus interview for you guys this week. We will be back with yet another interview next Monday. Uh, so look for that on Monday at 8 a.m. and 6 p.m., right after the top of the hour newscast on ICRT FM 100. Uh, and of course, we will post that online as well. So look for that on iTunes and the ICRT website. and all the places you can usually find it there as well. Uh, that is it for today for Taiwan Talk and ICRT. I'm Keith Menconi. See you next time. <laughs>